0: Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. How would you like to be defined in terms of someone else? I mean, who you are, your life and identity. When people think of you, they always compare you to someone else. Are you like this person? Are you like that person? I suppose it it would get old after a while. Why can't people just take you for who you are? On your own terms. Well, today, we'll meet someone whose life was always being defined in terms of someone else. And you know what? He was okay with it. And so this morning, we asked the question, who is John the Baptist? The question occurs in one form or another five times in today's gospel reading, and it's John himself who answers them. As we hear these questions and answers, we'll discover more about John the Baptist, who he is and who he isn't. And more importantly, John will direct us to the one he came to testify about. Oh, and in the process, we will learn more about our own identities too, who we are as a result. So five questions, five answers, all about John, who he is and who he isn't. But before we get into those questions and answers, notice that our reading begins with some verses from the opening of this gospel that tell us, the readers, who John is and who Jesus is right off the bat. So we have this knowledge even before we launch into the narratives of the book. This gives us some perspective when we then encounter characters in the gospel who don't quite get it, who don't know or understand the identity or origin of Jesus and John, because we already do. In John's case, here's what the prologue tells us about him. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. So in these verses, we learn, very briefly, all we need to know about John the Baptist. Really. We learn about his identity and origin, who he is, who sent him, and what he came to do, and who it is he bore witness about. John is a man sent from God. There is his authority to do what he did. He was a man on a mission. His mission was to bear witness to testify, to tell others about what he knew, what others needed to know. This witness or testimony was, is, about one called the light. And the light, as we learn from the rest of the prologue, and this gospel lesson for Christmas morning, actually, is that the light is our Lord Jesus Christ. He is the light of the world who brings the light of God, into our sin-darkened world. He, Jesus, illumines our minds to see the truth about God and ourselves. Christ brings light and life into this hall of darkness and death. He is the Word made flesh, the Son of God, come from God, full of grace and truth. He makes God known to us. This is who the light is. Jesus Christ. And this is who John the Baptist came to bear witness to. John's whole purpose in life is that you would believe in Jesus. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. John does that here today in our text. He testifies to Christ in order that you may believe. This is what we already know about John. now, Even before we get into the first narrative. Before John himself starts to tell us about himself. We're told ahead of time about his identity and origin, his mission and purpose. And we know who sent him and who he came to talk about. Now we come to those five questions and answers. So, and this is a testimony of John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. So here's the first question and answer. So this John fellow was getting a lot of attention out there in the wilderness along the Jordan, and people were going out to him from all over the place, and he was drawing a steady stream of visitors from Jerusalem. John was causing a a bit of a ruckus. This got the attention of the Jewish ruling council, the Sanhedrin, the, the movers and shakers of the day, the power people of the religion and the nation Israel at the time. They sent out an investigating party to look into this guy. They sent some priests and Levites, people associated with the temple in Jerusalem. No, they really did. Okay, if you remember, John's father, Zechariah, was a priest. And here is his son, a pastor's kid, if you will, causing this commotion. Notice, by the way, that they are describing that they are described, excuse me, as being sent by the Jews. Well, we already know that John is a man sent from God, so we also know who has the higher authority here in this situation and who really ought to be investigating who. They're the first ones to ask John, who are you? Now, the English doesn't quite capture the exact wording, actually. They literally ask you, who are you? Putting the emphasis on the you and putting him on the spot. And John actually answers them in kind, literally and emphatically, I, I am not the Christ. Notice they ask him who he is, and he answers with who he isn't. I am not the Christ. They hadn't mentioned the Christ, but John does. John had been preaching a powerful message of repentance, calling the nation to repentance. He was preaching end time judgment and salvation, therefore, Thoughts of the Christ, the Messiah, the the end-time deliverer promised by God from long ago, these thoughts were not too far away. The rumors were in the air, as it were. And John is quick to say, nope, I'm not him. But somebody else is, is the implication. Christ is nearby. He's right at hand. He is the coming one, and he is coming right away. That least the second question and answer. And they ask, what then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Associated in the pop- popular mind with the coming of the Christ was the appearance or reappearance of certain Old Testament figures. One of them was Elijah, the great and fiery prophet from hundreds of years earlier. Elijah had been taken up into heaven on a chariot of fire. And the expectation was that Elijah would reappear shortly before the arrival of the Messiah. In fact, there was a prophecy in Malachi where the Lord said, says, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes. Now, you could say that John fulfills the Elijah prophecy in a way. In fact, before his birth, the angel had told his father Zechariah that this child would go before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah. As a grown man, John the Baptist's appearance and ministry recalled Elijah, wearing a rough garment of camel hair, a wild man preaching in the wilderness, and so on. John would even... Jesus, excuse me, would even say about John, if you are willing to accept that he is Elijah who is to come. But John the Baptist is not Elijah reincarnate. He didn't want the discussion to get sidetracked and off topic, them asking him to prove it and then asking him a bunch of questions only Elijah would know or some such. Instead, he just answers briefly, I am not. Then comes a third question and answer. Are you the prophet? And he answered, "No." The prophet. Again, this is a figure in an Old Testament back with an Old Testament background. In Deuteronomy 18, Moses tells Israel, "The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your brothers. It is to him you shall listen." So there was an expectation of a great Moses Moses-like prophet to come in the end times only this wasn't John he answers no in fact this prophecy is fully revealed fulfilled by Jesus himself remember how on the Mount of Transfiguration Moses and Elijah appear with Jesus then they disappear from sight and the voice from the cloud says this is my beloved son listen to him yes listen to him Listen to Jesus. He is the ultimate, the one coming from God, the ultimate prophet, priest, and king, speaking the truth. It is to him you shall listen. The fourth question and answer comes right after that. So they said to him, who are you? We need to give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. As the prophet Isaiah said, at last, John tells us who he is and not who he isn't, stating it positively. I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. But even here, notice how John doesn't put much attention on himself. Instead, he identifies himself simply as a voice, a voice whose function is to tell the people about someone else. John is getting things ready for the arrival of someone else, the Lord. That's who John wants to talk about. Who are you, John? I'm not the Christ. Who are you, John? Are you Elijah? I'm not. Who are you? Are you the prophet? No. Who are you? I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. And that brings us then to the fifth and final question and answer. They asked him, Then why are you baptizing if you are neither the Christ nor Elijah nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water, but among you stands one you do not know, even he who comes after me, the straps of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. This is the question of authority. John, what gives you the right to be doing what you're doing? Who do you think you are calling us to repentance and baptizing people, claiming some authority from God? John points them again to the one greater than himself, the one who gives power to his baptism. Among you stands one you do not know, even he who comes after me, the straps of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. John again turns the question around. His questioners were the ones who were supposed to know things. They were supposed to be the religious experts, yet they did not know They did not recognize, nor would they recognize, the very Messiah sent from God. In fact, these religious leaders would reject the Christ, the Savior sent from God. Not just John, but even more so, Jesus would experience rejection and hostility from the leaders of the nation of Israel. They hated Jesus. He exposed their hypocrisy and and false leadership. Jesus came from God, speaking the truth, shining the light of the truth into darkness and into hidden places. And for that, they killed him. They had him condemned to a cross, there to die as a, a common criminal. Among you stands one you do not know. My fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, you do know him. You know Jesus. You know him to be your Savior. You know the one who shed his blood on the cross to deliver you from the darkness of death. You know him as the one who gives you the light of life in its place. You know the Christ to be the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, even your sin. John the Baptist tells you and your preacher today tells you about the Christ in order that you may believe and that by believing you may have life in his name. Among you stands one you do know. You know he is, who he is, and where he came from. And as a result, you now know who you are and where you are going. If someone were to ask, who are you? What is your identity? Like John the Baptist, you can confidently confess your faith too. You can answer with certainty, my life, my identity is defined in terms of someone else. I find my life, my truth, my eternal life, all wrapped up in my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is my life. I know who I am and where I am going because of him. So how do you like being defined in terms of someone else? When your life and identity are bound up in Jesus Christ, I, I know I'm fine with it, just like John was, and I'm pretty sure you're all fine with it, too. Thanks be to God that He has made it so. Amen. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.